Hey, wine moms, and welcome back to another episode of the Mommy Wines podcast. I am so pleased to introduce you to Courtney Scott. She is my special guest today, and she is also South Carolina's premier beachfront realtor. She spills all the tea about being a working mom in real estate, and make sure you tune in to the end of the episode to hear her confession. Thank you for listening to this MW Network and Emadon production. Now available on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, themommywines.com, and wherever else you get your favorite podcasts. For exclusive content and early access, make sure to tune in on Patreon. Do you love supporting the show? Head over and check out the MWP merch store on teespring.com. New designs and products have been released and more are coming soon. This week's show is brought to you by Anchor, my podcast platform and the best way to record, edit, and upload your podcast all in one place. One Hope. One Hope wines are thoughtfully created by the most acclaimed winemakers rooted with purpose right in the heart of Napa Valley, California. One Hope puts your wine to work by donating over $5 million and counting to causes all around the world. Shop One Hope wines today and feel good with each sip at onehopewine.com backslash my shop backslash bommy wines. Zaya Active. Need premium quality active and loungewear, but hate the price tag on top designer and retail brands? Shop myzaya.com backslash emadon for men's, women's, and youth styles today. New Zaya Active items are released every Wednesday, along with new Mommy Wines episodes. So make sure you're following along on IG for new items showcased every week in my stories. The Fetching Barker. The Fetching Barker is mine and Milo's online, eco-friendly, naturally focused dog supply shop with everything you need from fetching accessories to daily doggy essentials. Shop thefetchingbarker.com and use code ZEPLIN15 to save at checkout. Thrive Market. Thrive Market is the easiest way to make healthy, sustainable choices in your home and life. Thrive Market believes everyone should have access to healthy products, reliable information, and affordable prices. Check the show notes below for 25% off your order. EDJ Consulting Group. If you didn't know, podcasting isn't my full-time gig just yet. By day, I am a business financial consultant specializing in small to medium-sized business bookkeeping, tax prep, and payroll. This is what has allowed me to not have to choose between my son or a job. If you're interested in learning how you can become a home bookkeeper, check out my Home Bookkeeper Masterclass. You can find more info at edjconsultinggroup.com. Now let's get into today's episode. Oh, that is so much better. So much better. Hopefully <laughs> there's no more uh, kinks. I think they're all gone now. Yes, I I love these remote recordings because I get to talk to people that I wouldn't normally be able to, especially now that I'm in like the middle of nowhere. Um, but <laughs> there's still some struggles, especially with everybody working from home and virtual learning. Everybody's connected these days. So there's some yeah. kinks. That's okay. Yes, we can get past the kinks. Yes, get to the good chat. (laughs) (laughs) Get to the good stuff. So I am so excited to have you on this show today because I have been obsessed with real estate. And like when I say obsessed, I'm like I'm on Zillow every day. (laughs) And I wanted to be a realtor so bad. I wanted to be like a big city New York realtor. Um, but I graduated, I'm 30. So I graduated in 2008. Um, so instead I decided to go to college because like the market was just crazy back then. But I actually spent quite a bit of time in your area, Myrtle, where, where you are, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Mm -hmm. And I almost moved there because I feel like South Carolina has the cutest like most charming neighborhoods and you posted a little cottage I believe it was like the other day Mm -hmm. and I'm like oh my god 
If I could move, I would buy that in a second and live there forever. We we do. We have like the dream, like movie versions of like Nicholas Sparks, like where he has been, he's been recording like a new movie up in um, Bird Island, which is not too far away from us. And so it's like, you can take those glimpses of like the movies and like, this is, this is what you get here. You get the beautiful Spanish moss trees and um, the oak trees. I always say like an oak and an acre and by the beach, like that's my dream. <laughs> that is a cute little simple dream. You sound like me. I don't need a bunch, you know, I am actually looking at downsizing. We're renting now because we were going to build, but I- me and my son have kind of shifted into we've been doing so much research on tiny homes. Mm-hmm. Have you gotten on board? Like, have you seen that whole movement? I have. I, uh, I actually was talking to a local builder here yesterday. Um, there's so much. We, we obviously live in a tourist town here in Myrtle Beach. So you have a lot of rentals. They have this new development um, it's kind of like an RV park. Um, a lot of people go and vacation there. It's called Carolina Pines. And there are like a plethora of little homes that you can rent. And they have like a water park and, you know, you can go park your RV there too. But it's like a development full of tiny homes. And it's so cute. Oh, my God. That's so cute. See, we, I just like this whole COVID thing. And I'm sure you're getting this in flux too because I have some friends that are scattered all over the country and a couple of them I was talking to the other day because they're in real estate um, or one of them is in real estate. The other one is in property management. And I was um, Mm -hmm. talking to them the other day and they're like, we are getting the strangest influx of like people moving in. Like one of them is in Nashville and the other one is in a beachside community and I'm like, dude, I'm telling you, it's Corona. People are like starting to realize that, like, I, I just feel like this whole quarantine and staying at home, businesses and companies have, you know, kind of loosened the reins up a little bit because I noticed a lot of people aren't going back to office life. Like they're mm-hmm. doing these half weeks or just staying remote. And it's opened up so many opportunities for people to travel more or just like sit at home and think about what they really want out of life. And I don't know if I could, I would be moving towards the beach because my son talks about it every single day. (laughs) He's like, mommy, let's go to a beach. Let's go to a beach because he's watching cartoons. I'm like, we're in Nevada. Like we, there's no beach. (laughs) (laughs) It's definitely a different quality of life here. I grew up in Pittsburgh um, and I moved, I'm also the same age as you. I'm 30. I graduated in 2008 and I moved down here for college and never left, but it's definitely, you know, a different quality of life where you get to, you know, pick your kids up from school and just head to the beach and, you know, watch a sunset, stop by and you're just, it's like golf cart life here. (laughs) And oh God, there, has, there has been a huge influx of clients that are moving down here. I mean, there ha- over the past few years, a lot of people have been moving down from the northern states like New York and New Jersey because of the tax rates down here compared to where they live. But now that they're able to work remotely, I, I just closed on a house um, last week with a client who he was in New York City for his job and he they've now switched over to full remote working and he just bought a house um, in Merle's Inlet, South Carolina, because he's able to do that and work from home now. And so people are, you know, making that effort to, it's either like lake or beach life that they're moving to. Have you been looking for the right opportunity to finally leave behind your daunting nine to five? and live that laptop lifestyle you've been dreaming of? Maybe you have daydreams of living a life of financial freedom and time flexibility, and a picture in your head laying on a beach somewhere, completely stress-free. Though that would be nice, (laughs) and a total possibility, what I have for you is just a simple work-from-home opportunity. No, this isn't a get-rich-quick scheme or another MLM. What I'm talking about here is bookkeeping. Yes, that's right, bookkeeping. Bookkeeping is how I am able to live my life without choosing between a career and my son. 
how we were financially unaffected by the pandemic shutdown, and how I am my own boss living and working around a schedule that's best for my family, not someone else or office hours. Bookkeeping is one of the oldest administrative positions around making this not only a common and respected career choice, but with today's technology and cloud-based programs, a position that is in demand and able to be done from anywhere. Bookkeeping is perfect for parents who want or need to work from home, military spouses, college students, retirees, and frequent travelers. Basically, anybody who wishes to leave the chains of the cubicle behind. For more information and to enroll today, visit edjconsultinggroup.com backslash resources. I just see it. And I don't even, when I'm on Zillow in the morning drinking my coffee, I have two things up on on my computer. This is going to make me sound really nerdy, but I have Weeble because I don't gamble, but I do invest in the stock market and I have Zillow. And I will just like randomly go on like the homepage of Zillow, like not even put in an area near me or like I'll think of something like I really love South Carolina and I really love Tennessee. So if I was ever going to move back east, it would be one of those two areas. But like, I am just blown away because in my neighborhood where I'm at, it's almost impossible to buy a house for less than $200,000, which that's still not a ton. But to have that being like the very beginning of the market and going up from there, I, I'm just like thinking, I'm like, man, if I was going to build, it would be like probably closer to three. And then you have to buy land on top of that. I was like, I could mm-hmm. live near the beach for so, like $100,000 less than that. Yeah. The medium like, home price here is about two fifty, And I mean, it is just amazing what you can get here compared to other states. And not only that, but you know, I don't know what your property tax is like there, but New York and Connecticut, New Jersey, they're paying what they're paying down here for like a thousand dollars a year in property tax. They're paying 13,000 in New York per year. And so it's like 13,000. Yeah. I mean, the, the price of property tax, it is. And I mean, we're about 7% below average for the cost of living here. The with like the national average. So you can get into a home for two, two fifty that is brand new build here and you're 10 minutes away from the beach. Oh my gosh. I might have to go back to custody court (laughs) and file (laughs) for relocation. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, he might want to follow you then, right? (laughs) You know, I'm, I moved out here because being self-employed, And doing what I do, I do it fully. I've always been fully remote since QuickBooks Online came out. And um, I've taken my bookkeeping business and my financial business like full time. I used to do contracts here and there. And I would be be an employee here or there. Um, But after having my son, I just needed a little bit more control and a little bit more flexibility Um, so I took my own business full time and I moved out here because my son's dad is in the mining industry. Um, and those are fairly stationary, but I'm like going to Google once we get off of our recording and see if there's like mining in South Carolina. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Because it is so much less. And we moved to Utah. I just moved back to Nevada from Utah and Utah is like blowing up. I don't know why I didn't like living there from like, I didn't even want to move there when I was moving there. I think but it's all the bloggers. such a demand. Yeah, there's a lot of... Um, Have you seen, like, the in- businesses? There's a lot of businesses that are moving over from California because I guess California did something mm-hmm. with their tech business laws or whatever. So we now have, like, a... Utah has, like, a little... Like, they call it... What is it? Silicon Slopes instead of Silicon Valley. Um it's like the uh, San Francisco Bay Area of like Utah. Um, but yeah, the houses there in my neighborhood were like four to like a million. Wow. Nothing special neighborhood. And I'm out. I cannot believe people are paying these prices. That- 
that is that's crazy but when they're coming from california and especially they, for they had way less and right. paid so much more they're like <laughs> oh my god we sold our house that's you know like two million dollars in california and we're buying this one that's 750 like we just made so much money and i'm like oh my gosh yeah stuff like that makes me nervous but i guess how has working as a realtor through COVID and the quarantine and everything, has it affected your business or are you noticing more people are moving in? Uh, um, I think that there was like a slight time where we were very unsure of what was going to happen. Um, South Carolina and Florida were kind of the last two places to have reactions to everything and, you know, make mandates on masks and stuff. So it didn't really affect South Carolina until I, I would probably say like April uh, the end of April, there was a lot of mandates. So we weren't allowed to have open houses, which is definitely a huge <laughs> disappointment when it comes to lead generation for us. Um, but it was, I feel like a quick glimpse of like, Hey, it's affecting our business. And then it just came back tenfold. Um, the influx of people that are moving down here. I mean, I have four kids, so I'm just at a point where I'm trying to have to, you know, do quantity or, or quality over quantity with my time and just make everything fit and work because, you know, when real estate is thriving, it's thriving and you just, you don't know if something is going right. to happen in the future. Are you, have you been watching the market and reading any of the news about the suspected like crash again? Is that making you nervous or no? Um. I don't really think that it's making me nervous only because the way that 2008 happened with the whole mortgage lending and they were over lending and you really didn't have to jump through any hoops to get a mortgage at that point. Um, and now it's really, they have really hard stipulations on the lending and especially with COVID. If you're self-employed, you're jumping through like 10,000 hoops uh, yeah. um, to get, to get lending. So you know, a lot of 2008 came from just people getting finance for houses that right. they really couldn't afford. So I really don't feel like if, if something dips, I don't feel like it's going to be as drastic as 2008, but you know, there are ebbs and flows in our um, market and, you know, it might go down a little bit, but interest rates are locked in with the government for the next five years. And I don't really see it um, dipping that much like it did in 2008. So lucky. I, I don't see anything dipping, like you said, crazy before. I think there's a, the market always goes up and down. Property values go up and down. But like you said, a lot of that was the mortgage industry. And hopefully financial institutions have learned, learned their lessons. Um, and yeah, we were, we came in because I was going to stay in Utah. And after that kind of fell through, um, I decided to move back to Nevada. And we were picking up a house that was almost completed uh, being built because the previous borrowers went and they tried to refinance their construction loan into a regular um, conventional mortgage. And they didn't qualify because of COVID. And when I was giving all of the documents and everything to my loan officer, there were so many hoops for me to jump through because I'm self-employed and it is, it's a disaster. It's such, it's a painful process anyway. Um, like the house hunting part, like what you have, like your job is like the fun part, like the house hunting and looking at all the cute things and being like, Oh, you know, all this house needs is paint or this is close to the beach. But like the mortgage loan officers, they really do get the crappy end of the stick on that one. <laughs> Yeah, especially when you're dealing with, you know, the documents that you need. And I think that's some of the stipulations that I always have with my clients of getting that pre-approval letter before we start their home search, because there's so many people that, you know, think that they can afford something and it turns out that they're, they're in a different price point and just like finding out what their buying power is so they don't get emotionally attached to a house before you know if you can actually proceed and make an offer at a reason, you know, it would get accepted and you're not out of your price oh my range. gosh I get emotionally attached to houses that are in like 
Georgia. I'm like, I'm never going to live in Georgia. Like, why? Yeah. <laughs> I'll just be sipping my morning coffee. I'll be like, oh, my God. Look at this colonial. So cute. And I'm like, picturing my life. And I'm yeah. like, wait, I'm that's way too hot for me. I'm never going to live in Georgia. One Hope's award-winning wines are made by some of the most acclaimed winemakers in the industry. Blending traditional winemaking methods with modern techniques, each exquisite bottle becomes a catalyst for change. One Hope's commitment to high-quality wine is just as important as their commitment to the causes they support. Through the sale of each bottle, One Hope has donated over $5 million to causes around the world. They have built a school in Guatemala, funded over 19,000 days of clinical trials for breast cancer research, planted a forest in Indonesia, provided over 3 million meals for children in need, and found over 80,000 pets forever homes. If you're going to sip, sip with purpose. OneHopeWines.com backslash my shop backslash mommy wines. That's OneHopeWines.com backslash my shop backslash mommy wines. Link is in the show notes below. As a buyer's agent, I feel the same way. Like I'm, I go through so many different properties with my clients that like I then start like envisioning my life at different properties. (laughs) Like I was at one the other day that, you know, had two acres and I was just like, oh my gosh, like this is perfect. And then, you know, you're at a beachfront house and you're envisioning your life there and you're like, all right, <laughs> reel it back in. Like, <laughs> this is, this is I not would you. Be broke <laughs> if I became a realtor, like I thought I was going to, because I would probably just move house like every year. Like, oh, you didn't buy yeah. it? I will. Well, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You're like, oh, this is a really good, good place. I would. And then you get into a spot where you want to start flipping houses. And, you know, I've, I've been licensed for three years now, but I grew up in real estate. My parents were developers. My dad built custom homes. Um, so I've always been drawn to it. I mean, I was, I was the cleaning crew for his <laughs> custom construction homes when I was a teenager. It was like, get all the plaster out of the tub. And I was laying tile and learning how to paint. And so I, I really feel like just, it was always what I wanted to do. And I don't think until I got separated from my ex, did it really give me that push that I was able to do it. And I, I'm so fulfilled in this career. And like you said, like, it's, it's so fun to just get on there and look at everything. But I think the best thing is being able to get clients exactly what they want. Like, I pride myself of getting to know my clients and then showing them property. I, f- I feel like you can get on Zillow and you see like 10,000 things, or you can be shown things that don't really fit who you are. And I love like reading into my clients of like knowing, like, I'm not going to show you houses that you're not going to like, like, I really want to know their personality. And so it like goes beyond just showing houses. Like you have to learn how to read people. It definitely does seem like a people person kind of career path. Like, I, I just, like, I find a purpose for everything. And, but if I was, like, shown yeah a house that was, like, way out of my budget or something like that, that would be so disappointing. Because it's, like, the um yeah. the twin show, Property Brothers, how they show them, like, their, mm-hmm. their picture-perfect dream house in the beginning. And they're, like, but <laughs> you can't afford this. Here, go look <laughs> at this dump that we're going to fix up for you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it works both ways too, because I've had clients that, you know, in the beginning of showing houses, I was showing somebody that was like, Hey, I want to downsize. And they were downsizing from like a $2 million house. So in my mind, I read it as you're downsizing. So you want to downsize the price of your home too. Well, it was not that it was just downsizing the size. So, you know, showing them something that was way below where their price point wanted to be. And they kind of were like, uh, um, no, like this is not us. <laughs> so it can work both ways of like showing a client something that is over their price range or under their price range and really just communicating and reading them to your, the best of your ability, because, you know, you can disappoint them in a way of showing them something they can't have or, uh, vice versa. Totally. Oh, it's just, I'm like living vicariously through your Instagram because it is so, it's just fun. I think it would be so fun if I ever got the chance if I had like a genie 
and he was like, oh, do you want to, you know, start over when you're 21? I would definitely, that's one thing I would change is I would get my real estate license because I've been looking into investing in like notes um, and like foreclosures and kind of flipping them like you were talking about. And Mm -hmm. I need to do more research before I feel comfortable jumping in. But it's just something I've always been interested in. So that's one thing I would do over. Yeah, I think we all have those uh, do-over moments. I, If I could go back to my 20-year-old 20, 20 self, um, you know, <laughs> pretending to go to college because I had no what idea would what you, to do. Um, what is your, uh, what is your do-over career if you could? <laughs> I would have got again. my real estate license sooner. <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I absolutely love what I do. I love the ability that I have to connect with people and form relationships. Yes, I would have definitely got my license sooner because I got my license um, in the middle of a divorce <laughs> and I started from scratch. I had absolutely nothing. Um, I went and got licensed and with my Oh no! licensing test. It was $60. And that was the last $60 in my bank account at the moment. And it was, it, it was like either pass your test or you don't get to take it again. And so it was kind of like so much pressure. I passed it the first time I got licensed and, um, you know, I would have, it would have been a <laughs> right. lot easier to get licensed and start my career, not in the middle of a divorce with three kids, <laughs> but you know, it gives you character and it makes you work harder. See, but I definitely I would have that. got licensed it took me a lot sooner. A while too of like trying different things before I found out what I really wanted to do. And even now, I'm probably just saying this because it's like the fourth quarter of the year and like it's the beginning of tax time for us. And I'm like, maybe I still don't know. <laughs> because it any other time mm-hmm. of the year, I'm like, yes, I love my job. My clients are awesome. I love what I do. But like right now, it like it just became October and we are already like drowning. And I'm like, no, <laughs> I have so many more months of this. Um, but yeah, I just I love stories where it, stuff like that just fits, you know, like you found a passion, you found what you love to do. And a woman pickup story is always a good one for me. I'm rooting for you. Leggings are a huge part of my daily life. Whether that be chasing after Milo or cuddling with him on the sofa, operating my financial practice, ADJ Consulting Group, or chatting it up right here on the Mommy Wines podcast. Whatever I'm doing, I'm doing it in Zaya Active. Zaya has such a wide range from youth collections for boys and girls, the ever-growing men's collection, to the infamous women's leggings, and so much more. Zaya really is your one-stop shop for premium active and loungewear for the whole family. To shop, visit myzaya.com backslash emmadon, or check out the link in the show notes below to shop the Mommy Wines podcast event today and automatically have your order number entered into a raffle for your chance to win a Zaya Active gift card. The winner will be chosen the second week of October, just in time for holiday shopping. Make sure to check out the event link in the show notes below or visit themommywines.com for more event information. That I've right. noticed. <laughs> Real estate is nights, open houses on weekends, you know, because oftentimes the people you have that are searching for homes, they also hopefully have jobs <laughs> that they have that they're, you know, working at to pay for this house that you're showing them. Um, so how does yeah. that work with being a mom of four? Um, I'm very, very blessed to have family that um, helps with my kids, but, you know, it definitely has been some adjusting to make sure that, you know, every kid's picked up and, you know, happy and homework's done and everything like that. <laughs> but it's just, it's a balance. The best act. lives it's are kind of a circus here most of the time. <laughs> a lot of the time. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's just realizing that there's certain things that I have to outsource and that I can't do everything. 
And, you know, if that is not being able to, you know, do their homework with them and, you know, a family member is, or that their dad has to pick them up and that I can't that day. Um, it just, I have to, I had to learn how to say no to certain things and put high value on the things that were really important to them. And then other things that you knew weren't important to them as much that you could go show mm-hmm. clients or not just, do bedtime at there's night. There's so many things. Have you ever come across any like societal issues or pressure, um, you know, to be the mom who does do it all or what would I say? Um, do you ever feel, do you ever struggle with like mom guilt in the beginning? I, so before I got my That's real estate long license, time. I stayed at home for the first seven years of my kids' lives and I never, it was, and I never took it, it even took really time for myself um, during that time period. So being away, I definitely have felt guilt of, you know, mommy's working or, you know, I do make it a point that I pick my kids up every day from school and I have that flexibility with my job, but sometimes I'm on the phone with clients. And I think it was the other day I, I ended up driving all the way home and not until we were in the house, did I get to say, Hey, how was your day? And it was like this mom guilt came over me. And then I'm, and you know, you still struggle with that no matter what phase of life you are in. I mean, I used to have mom guilt when I was a stay at home mom. Now I have mom guilt as a working mom and it's just giving yourself that grace. And I constantly have to remind myself because I think as moms, we are so hard on ourselves, harder on ourselves than our kids actually um, are in, you know, care about. We, I think we think about it more than my son's four and you know, as long as he gets to watch cartoons and he's fed and He's a boy, so he's always he's always dirty. I would say bathe, but he's four and a and a boy, so I just hose him off every couple days. But <laughs> but like as long as he gets, you know, <laughs> yeah, his favorite dinner and he gets to watch cartoons, like he's pretty much okay. And I've noticed that he never holds a grudge, which is so nice because he does not get that from me. But like you're saying, like I put so much pressure on myself and I think about it all the time and I feel the guilt way more than probably it's like even crossed his little, his little mind. The Fetching Barker is owned and operated by Milo, my four-year-old son and inspiration behind all that I do. Zeppelin, our rescue ESA golden doodle, and myself, your wacky and adventurous wine-sipping podcast host. Shop the most fetching and eco-friendly, natural, and handcrafted dog supplies. The Fetching Barker has everything your pup needs and so much more. From toys to travel essentials, a wide line of CBD and hemp products, snacks and treats to handcrafted accessories. Shop your favorite brands like Pethead, Beko Pets, Papilla, Petalton Pet, and more or find new brands I'm sure you're going to love. Visit thefetchingbarker.com and feel good that a portion of all profits go to support global conservation efforts. That's thefetchingbarker.com. Yeah, and it's just finding out like what they value the most. Like I had to figure out that my kids value me picking them up the most instead of doing homework with them. Or, you know, it's, I think it's hard for me on the weekends of, hey, I have to go to this open house or I have to show this client because we work on weekends and that's when, you know, they're off. And so it, it was all fine and good when, you know, everybody's out for COVID and distance learning and, you know, weekends or days and everything like that. And now that we're kind of back to regular schedule, (laughs) you know, it's harder to be like, okay, well, I can't take you to your friend's birthday party today. Um, And that we're going to have to like rearrange everything. So you get there. Um, But, you know, at the end of the day, I think that when my kids grow up, they're not going to be like, they're going to see me having a good work ethic. And I I value certain days and certain quality time that 
there's no lack of love or affection there. And I think that it's showing a good example, even though as moms, we always still have this tremendous guilt. You know, it's always like, hurry, get them to bed so I can do this. And then after they're asleep, you're like looking at them <laughs> and you're feeling this guilt. Like, did I? Yes. Oh my God. You're should preaching I to the choir. Time? <laughs> that's like the balancing act in my head that I have the most struggle with because on one hand, like you're absolutely right. Like our kids are looking at us. They're seeing us work hard. They're seeing us, you know, accomplishing our goals and setting that work ethic as an example for them. But then at the other hand, like I have the same thing too. Like I put Milo to bed and he's just so damn cute. And I'm like, oh my God, I love you so much. Like, (laughs) Did I spend enough time with you today? Did, you know, did I take too many phone calls or did I yell at you too much or... Ugh, such a struggle. It is. I think the biggest thing that I've learned, and I, I do not know where I heard this, but um, it's just that as parents, and we're a blended family, so we have a, my boyfriend has a 16-year-old, and, you know, he was going through this phase with her, and I was like, it is okay to apologize to your kid. And I think my biggest theory is like, I've never parented a nine-year-old before or a seven-year-old before. And so I tell my kids that like, hey, I'm on this parenting journey with you. And so if I yell at you too much or I'm frustrated, like I make mistakes too. I don't know how to do this. I don't have a book. And so I think that as like working moms and just moms in general, like having that grace on yourself that we weren't given this like perfect guide of how to parent (laughs) our children and our in all of their different personalities absolutely and it's just like I don't know giving yourself I just feel like women have so much more pressure like I don't think anybody would blink an eye and I probably wouldn't even think about it either um you know if like a man had to rush out the door and go to work or um I was even thinking about this like how do your clients feel? Have you ever gotten pushback? Because I was thinking about it and I would understand like, oh, if I had a female mother realtor and she was like, oh, I can't show this day, but we can go like that afternoon or something. I wouldn't think twice about it. But like if I had a man realtor who was like a dad and he was like, oh, you know, I can't show today, but I could do it tomorrow morning. I would be like, okay, like weirdo. (laughs) but like that's also you know that's the same double standard that I'm sure (laughs) you've experienced before right yeah I think that you just really have to it comes back to reading your clients I mean there's certain clients where I feel like you know if I I have clients that have turned into friends over you know showings and stuff like that (laughs) that are like bring your kids obviously I don't because that would be a disaster but you just really have have to you just really have to read your clients because you know there are some that like I just don't even you know talk about certain things of like hey I I had somebody the other day that was like I need shown at this time and I knew not to say I can't show you at this time because my obligation is to pick up my kids every day at this time so I just said you know you just have to schedule them in elsewhere and not talk about that because you know it is looked at it like well, are they a full-time agent because they're doing this? And, you know, not understanding that I, my work hours aren't normal work hours. So if I can take that time out during the middle of the day to go pick up my kids, I make it work elsewhere. And, you know, I think as guys, like they don't have that stigma of, you know, right clients questioning why why i would never at certain times i don't know even as a as a mom and somebody who experiences that kind of double standard all the time like if i had a a male realtor and he was like oh i have to pick up my kids from school i'd be like where's their mother (laughs) like so weird like i'm i'm gonna be so much more conscious of it because that's one of the things (laughs) i was gonna ask you in our you know during our conversation is is there any kind of double standard But now that I'm thinking about it, like if I had a male realtor and he said that, I would be like, what? But if I had a female realtor and she's like, oh, I got to pick up my kids. Like, can we go at like 
6.30, I'd be like, oh, yeah, of course, absolutely, pick up your kids. But I'm sure, like, it's twisted oftentimes. Like like you said, you have to read your clients, and sometimes you wouldn't even mention it, and other times they'd be like, oh, yeah, like, pick them up and bring them. Like, we don't care. I think it honestly just depends on the client and and their judgment onto you because, you know, I, I know some really great realtors here that are guys that are very involved with their kids and, you know, that get busy. And, you know, I was trying to get in touch with one over the past few days and I was like, oh, he's not picking up my text. I need this response. And then, you know, I was talking to my broker and she was just like, well, you know, maybe he's doing something, maybe something's going on with his kids. And it's like, oh, well, you know, as our job, we do have the ability, whether you know, you're the dad or the mom to deal with that more than, you know, if your spouse has right. a nine to five job and can't be there for your so, kids as much. That's so true. I think the whole world is just going into a direction that's going to offer more just work-life balance and just more kind of flexibility in their, in the options that they provide with location um, or, time scheduling and things like that but would you recommend being a real estate agent to um other moms or other parents out there like do you think it's a good fit for a career like you know when you have kids and a family to think about also um I think that it's a a good fit based on your personality Um, if you are not a set person that has to sit down and, you know, do something during a certain time frame, it's just like this multitasking personality where, you know, if you have to do showings or clients and kids lunches and get them to school, it's just, there's no structure on an everyday schedule. Every single day is so different. Um, I would, say that it's just based on the personality if you are a scheduled person person that has to know everything that's going on and you can't like fly by the day and just get it done I would say that it's probably not the best fit um but it it just honestly is a huge blessing to have that flexibility when you are a parent um and I think that it's different that if you started your real estate career before you had kids or whether you're starting it while you're in the midst of the toddler years or even the teenage years, you know, I think that it's just so different. Are you a fan of the Mommy Wines podcast? Well, of course you are, or you wouldn't be hearing this right now. One of the best ways to support the show you love, besides obviously tuning in every Wine Wednesday for new episodes, is shopping the Mommy Wines merch store on teespring.com. This is where you'll find all of the Mommy Wines branded goodness, mugs to hold your coffee over cardio morning java, iPhone and Samsung cases, premium ultra soft hoodies perfect for upcoming cooler months, and of course flowy teas and tanks flattering on every mommy out there. Go shop the Mommy Wines storefront on teespring.com and make sure to use code WINEMOM for free shipping. So many more options of flexible you know, career paths are opening up. And I feel like real estate has always been fairly flexible, um, kind of in the sense that you can work for a brokerage or a company, but you're still pretty like kind of self-employed and you can kind of make your own schedules and things like that. But I always ask, Mm -hmm. especially if we're having like a career focused episode, like we are now, um, if they would recommend their career path, because so many people have reached out to me um, saying like they're single moms or they wish they could go back to work or things like that. Cause I think a lot of people become stay at home moms, not out of like, they want to be like, I'm sure some people want to be a stay at home mom. Like I have a couple friends and that's like, they're, that's what like they dreamed of being when they were kids mm-hmm. and like we were going to school and stuff together. But I think a lot of it comes out of you know, just circumstance and situations, or they relocated for a promotion or something like that, especially where I live out here in Nevada. Um, there's a lot of mining. And so like the guys who work at mines have really funky schedules, but I think the world is just opening up to where there's so many more opportunities to make flexible income nowadays 
that it's inspiring more stay-at-home moms and more women to just get up and get out into the workforce. Yeah, absolutely. I think that real estate is such an amazing career path for the moms that kind of still want to have that flexibility of being able to go to their kids' events and make an income. And something that is a really good opportunity is possibly being on a real estate team where when you're on a team and you can't, you don't feel like you can do it all. And you have that camaraderie with your team of like, Hey, I have to be here. I can't get here. Can you go to the showing for me? Um, Or email this client back or do anything like that. So it kind of takes that pressure of you feeling like you have to do everything. Um, and it, that can really work out for, you know, moms that are kind of looking to get into real estate, even to start, you know, teams are a great option for right after you get licensed and you really just want to dive in and learn a lot and have that help. So we do confessions on this show. Yeah. I don't know if you listened to any previous episodes, um, but do you have a maybe a mommy fashion or maybe a real estate confession that you would like to share with the audience? Oh gosh. Can I, can I hear one of your okay. confessions first? So I can, can like go off of it. <laughs> I actually do have, I feel like I might get inspired. <laughs> so my son is four and he eats like he's four. It's pizza, chicken nuggets, <laughs> macaroni and cheese. Um, and that's one of my guilty pleasures too, is macaroni and cheese. And since we've moved here, um, I used to do Instacart when I lived in the city. But unfortunately, out here in rural Nevada, we don't have Instacart. <laughs> so I've been uh-huh. um, going and picking my groceries up myself. And every time... Th- We've made macaroni and cheese pretty much since we've moved here. I've moved at the beginning of August, so we've only been here like two months. Um, the macaroni and cheese has tasted like just off. It doesn't taste the same. And I'm like, okay, well, maybe it's the brand I got. I'll get a different brand. Or maybe it's the water. I'll use the water from the purified pitcher. Um, and it turns out it's not the water or the brand It's the fact that I was grabbing the wrong milk. Um, We do soy milk. So now that I've been having to, you know, put my grown-up pants on and grocery shop for myself, (laughs) I have been buying the um, unsweetened vanilla (laughs) almond milk instead of the original almond milk. Oh, that ruins it. it the vanilla almond milk. So you can't bad. do that in mac and cheese. <laughs> yes. Okay, so Ew. I guess a funny story is yesterday was my son's seventh birthday. And, you know, coming from, coming from a split, you know, separated family, his dad took him to school yesterday. And um, I get a call from his teacher and she was like, oh, no, you know, Jude's really upset. He doesn't have a lunch today. And, you know, my, that's where, you know, mom guilt comes in where you're like, oh my gosh, like it's his birthday and like what happened to his lunch and all this stuff. And so, you know, I rush out of my office and I go get McDonald's, which mind you, like whenever I first had my kids, like for the first five years, I did not feed them like (laughs) fast food, never McDonald's. And, you know, now that's my son's like favorite thing. Oh yeah. So it's funny how, how things evolve as you parent, like (laughs) the things that you, you said you would never do, you now do. So I ran out and got, got McDonald's. I made this big fuss about why he didn't have a lunch. Like, Hey, what did, what happened? What did you think? Like, is it in your car? Did he leave it? And so I made this big fuss to my ex, like thinking that it was his fault. And I finally got out of my seven-year-old last night that he (laughs) ate his whole lunch as his snack and then acted like he didn't have a lunch so that he would get McDonald's on his birthday. Good for him. (laughs) It is clever. He, he will, he willed that to himself. He was like, I'm going to make this happen on my birthday. So, you know, now I kind of feel like... (laughs) you know, it's okay. Maybe I should have held my tongue. I know Milo's dad all the time. He's, he's dumb. Who cares? (laughs) 
<laughs> he's like, they're guys. They'll get over it. <laughs> they will. I was just emotional. You know, it's your little boy's seventh birthday and he doesn't have lunch and he's all upset. And here he just really wanted McDonald's and ate his whole lunch as a snack because they have two snacks during the day. <laughs> And apparently he was just really hungry yesterday. So, you know. Oh my gosh. I can just he got see the him like twiddling his never fingers with like an evil grin while you're just picturing this like poor, sad, like boy with his head down at lunch with no food. Oh, absolutely. He got his cookie first. You know, his teacher was like, well, I gave him his cookie first since he didn't have any food. <laughs> and, you know, you're thinking like, does this teacher think that like we're awful parents? <laughs> <laughs> and I I couldn't even bring myself to like text his teacher who's like so sweet but I couldn't even oh tell gosh. her that like that's hey, so funny Jude lied. He did I'm nervous <laughs> I'm so nervous for the day that Milo goes to school because right now he's only four and I just man I just picture him pulling some crafty stuff like that you know eating his lunch for snack or you know just purposely doing some stuff Pretending that he's sick, so I have to pick him up, things like that. I'm like, I'm not looking forward to the days where I have to look for a second meaning oh, yeah. behind everything. <laughs> oh, that's where I'm at with my nine and seven year old. You know, when they say like, oh, their tummy hurts. Like, does it really hurt or do they just not want to go to school? And it's like, I used to pull that stuff on my mom. And, you know, when your parents say like, oh, I can't wait for you to have kids just like you. And then you do. <laughs> and you're, you're like, I've done this one before. What what really gets you is as parents where you feel like they're fibbing Aww. and you just make them go do okay, something that's anyways what I'm and be you realize that they guilt. weren't really fibbing. <laughs> when, you know, when the punishment doesn't fit the crime. <laughs> right yeah. now, Milo is starting to do that. He's starting to fib and lie. But I'll ask him, I'll be like, are you lying? And he'll be like, yeah. <laughs> like, well, stop it. <laughs> like, First of all, you're about as bad of a liar as your mother. And second, just don't. You're going to tell me anyway if you are or not. So why waste the time trying? <laughs> Where they can find you online, social media, um, your Instagram. I love all the cute houses that you post. Oh, thank you. Um, my website is Myrtle or North Myrtle Beach Realtor.com. And my Instagram is Myrtle Beach Courtney. And I share everything from houses that I am doing with clients to just inspiration. I don't know. I'm just going to have to like mute you on Instagram because every time I'm like scrolling through, I'm like, ooh, Courtney posted a new house. <laughs> and then I just get into this like, what is it? The rabbit hole of your Instagram page. It's Thank you for listening to this episode of the Mommy Wines Podcast. Make sure to leave a rating and review. To support the show you love, check out the exclusive branded merchandise on themommywines.com. For extra sassy, honest, and potentially controversial content, make sure to join me over on the Mommy Wines Patreon. Also, don't forget to check out the other shows on the MW Network. If you love scary stories and true crime, You'll love Tales After Dark. More shows are coming soon, so make sure to stay connected on social at Mommy Wines Podcast. And until next Wine Wednesday, mamas, parent and drink responsibly.